And you know that the day-to-day is going to require certain logistics, certain actions, but it's going to take the heart if you want people to really perform at a high level and drive and be consistent, right, and have some grit and determination. Uh, Vision casting is absolutely essential because if you want people to perform at a high level uh, consistently, it has to come from the heart. And that's how you capture the heart is through vision casting. You're listening to the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast a show where we invite leaders to have courageous conversations about the journey of leadership, work, and culture. Let's go. All right, and we are back on the Liberty Academy for Leadership podcast, and I am excited to be joined by Edgar Cabello and Trace Rory, two of our leadership development directors here at LCI. And today we are talking about the importance of casting vision, because what we know is that clear vision equals clear results, right? And so within LCI, one of the ways that we've shifted leadership development and casted vision around where we are going as a department is this concept of building high-performance leaders. What does that really mean in relation to our leadership model. So at LCI, we have a leadership model that talks about great leaders lead themselves, lead their teams, and lead their businesses really well. And if we want to build a high-performing organization, then we need to have high-performance leaders. And so we are casting that vision around building the competencies necessary to lead yourself, lead your team, and lead your business really well. And so in relation to talking about competencies, we're also giving our leaders tools that they can really use to build those competencies and weave those disciplines of high-performing leadership into their capability. So just before we dive into a little bit more on this topic of vision and the importance of it as a leader, talk to me about what you guys have seen from the leaders with whom you've been working around, again, our vision of building competencies of high-performing leaders. How has that conversation just stimulated a different engagement from your perspective? Yeah, I think when you can begin to develop the skill into your leaders, into your teams, where they're actually growing and they and they sense that there's something there's a, something of a deposit that's being made into their life, then it, it just kind of lifts the whole level of the playing field for everybody that's that's you know in a particular facility. So the more I've seen leaders really kind of lean into that whole idea of skills and competency development, I've seen leadership teams respond extremely favorably. Yeah. I- Growth has a momentum to it, right? Like even if you're just kind of surviving the day to day, there can there can be a stagnancy or what feels like a stagnancy to that. But when you're actually going somewhere and people know you're, you're headed a direction and there's growth happening, that carries with it a momentum that just energizes teams, it energizes facilities, it energizes people, and so there's a there's a genuine feeling of energy around the teams that are really really investing themselves in in growth and because it's making them high performing because of skill set development. But also it's motivating it as well because uh, growth just brings with it momentum and energy. So, I think you make a great point there too, Trace. You know, we've been on our cultural journey for several years now, right? And high-performing people and organizations, like we want some solid foundation, but we also want like what's next? How do we get better? How do we take steps? And so our approach internally now towards this conversation around high performance, right, still grounded in our core values and our leader qualities. We're not talking about high performance at the exclusion of who we are, Mm -hmm. but rather high performance in light of who we are and because of Mm -hmm. who we are, right? And so, you know, the first topic that we've put out there was this importance of vision and vision casting. Why is that such a critical competency for leaders? I mean, you guys both have been leaders in in many different capacities over the course of your lives. Mm -hmm. And what's, what's been the importance of that? You know, just clarifying direction back to what you know Trace has been talking about. It's it's 
letting people clearly know what the expectations are, where the, what the direction is. And, and frankly, I think with the leaders that we've been um, training around the idea of vision casting, I think it develops a skill in them when they can clearly articulate a message that says, this is really what we're trying to do. This is what differentiates us from the past, mm-hmm. uh, from the pack, I should say. Um, then, then we're giving them tools that can actually really be powerful when it comes to taking their team someplace that, that, that they all benefit from. So I just love the idea from teaching the key leaders, because we have many different levels of leadership in this company. And I think developing the skill to articulate a clarified vision is very powerful when it comes to even people's very reason for coming to work. Mm. Man, I think that's awesome too, Edgar. And you know what I think has been really neat about this is like, you know, when when people tend to work with us or our team is a part of something, they always think like, we're just talking about the people, right? And the culture. And it is, it's always about people and it's always about culture. But vision casting is a critical skill when you're trying to develop a sales pitch for, for um, you know, one of our customers or we're working on managing the competitive landscape. And if we don't really articulate that and cast vision well, or we're seeking to drive alignment with our sales and our operations team, I mean, man, vision casting is important for every aspect of how we go about leading ourselves, our team, and our business. And so seeing our team start to grasp that and that to click in their head um, has been, to me, one of the most invigorating elements of the last couple weeks. Yeah, casting a compelling vision, really what it does is it captures the heart of a human being. Right. And in order to drive high performance in any human being, like it can't just be it can't just be the the mind. Like logistically, I know this is what I gotta do. Especially when things get difficult, the heart has to be behind it. Now it's not literally the heart. We know that it's a part of the brain, the limbic system, and it's but vision casting really allows you to tap into what drives motivation in a human being. It it, it builds momentum around an idea of where you wanna go. Right? It casts a vision for, hey, we're here and that's where we could be and here's how we want to get there. Hey, you guys want to join us on the journey? That's exciting for human beings. And you know that the day-to-day is going to require certain logistics, certain actions, but it's going to take the heart if you want people to really perform at a high level and drive and be consistent right, and have some grit and determination. Uh, vision casting is absolutely essential because if you want people to perform at a high level uh, consistently, it has to come from the heart. And that's how you capture the heart is through vision casting. Yeah, and I think that you you brought up a good point there too in terms of just how the brain functions, right? And mm-hmm. how humans function. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't like let's soft, fluffy, like let's cast vision and, and put something nice on the mm-hmm. wall. But really it's about great vision casting taps into both sides of the human brain that's responsible for behavior change, mm-hmm. right? It's the logical side of the human brain and the emotional side of the human mm-hmm. brain. And so we have to give the the emotional side to get the energy, but we have to also give the logical mm-hmm. side so that we know how to get there. And quite often what I what I see is that when people are really, really logical, they never go to the emotional side of the argument mm-hmm. and leave that off the table. Um, but we're missing out on a great opportunity to lead people well, which is what we're trying to do, right? And then on the other side, I know people that are really emotional and they forget the logical side of it mm-hmm. and then they lose a whole portion of their team because their team can't get in their head. Well, how are we supposed to get to point A to point mm-hmm. B? Mm-hmm. Like that sounds wicked exciting yeah. and meaningful, but I don't know how you want me to do that. Uh, well, and I, and I think that's part of the point of training and training for skills competency is that, uh, you know, most of us know what we're good at. We we know that the, our leanings in terms of like, yeah, I'm actually pretty good at that, but we also know we're not good at it all. Mm-hmm. And so even developing like complementary skills to make us more well-rounded as leaders 
again, back to your original question, when we see that our leaders are actually working on these developmental pieces with their teams, it, it gives me another reason to come to work, it gives me another reason to show up, and it helps me show up the way that I really want to. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think when, when we understand that people need to be driven, yes, in logical ways, but also emotionally, mm-hmm. and we, we're not going to say no to either one of those things, and we're going to embrace them both, then yeah, then then this all this does is build more positive energy within our organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to that point too, it's like re- depending on who you're speaking with, knowing maybe your audience bends more logically or bends more emotionally, mm-hmm. then you know how to position and craft your vision mm-hmm. to communicate that in a compelling way, you mm-hmm. know, and, and knowing that both both tracks, if you will, uh, are lined up mm-hmm. in, in alignment with each other to get where we're trying to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, so there's this concept I like to use when it comes to casting vision and helping teams. So I think of, so let's say we're going to go on a, a trip, right? Um, Let's say you want me to go on a trip with you. Well, the first thing is you've got to motivate me to want to go on the trip with you. Where are we going? And what are we going to do when we get there? Like, so are we going to Chicago? Are we going to Disney World? Like, where are we going? Right? So if you just say, hey, just come jump in the car with me, probably my first question is going to be, okay, where, where are we going? Right? But you guess what else I'm going to want to know? Once you've casted this vision for me, here's where we're going. I also kind of want to know that you're a decent driver. Right, like you're actually going to get me there safely, and then we're going to punch into Google Maps which route we want to take. And Google Maps gives you three different routes that you want to take: one based on distance, one based on time, and so these are the skill sets. Then we have to build. We have to build a compelling vision for where we want to go, but then logistically, how are we going to get there? And I need to trust that you're going to get me there safely, and that I need to build the, the skill sets and the competencies to help us get there as well. So it can't just be, hey, here's where we're going, and then forget to build the competencies that are going to help a team get there. It's all of those things in order to get safely to your destination and where you want to get. So they're all really pivotal, pivotal things. And what, you know, Edgar, you mentioned too about, you know, the working leaders working with their teams on this. I think some of the things we see too is we've got a ton of awesome leaders mm-hmm. at LCI who have been in the business for a really long time mm-hmm. and know the business well and know people well mm-hmm. and genuinely have a heart to drive culture and business in a unified way. And so some of them, they've been cast in vision for decades. They just didn't know that that's what they were doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yep. know? That's right. And so to put the importance of putting language yeah. around competencies of leadership, I think particularly for naturally high-performing leaders, I'm excited to see what that does for mm-hmm. uh, LCI's leadership development track because now mm-hmm. these naturally high-performing leaders, I feel like, can maybe more succinctly coach or train and mm-hmm. teach the the leaders, younger leaders or less experienced leaders under them to, to really grow mm-hmm. in their leadership competency yeah. and capability. Absolutely. So, and, and, I, and I think we've seen here just recently just how just giving a few simple tools to leaders to kind of help them build that. It's been invigorating for them, and they are high-performing, high and they have been doing the hard work, and they've been doing the people work, and they've put all those things together, and, and they have a real good sense of where they want to go. But I, I can't say that they've been super, super clear about um, having built that vision for everybody else. And so through some of the tools that we've been utilizing here lately, I, I, I could just see a great deal of energy and, and strength being built around this idea of clar- clarifying the vision so that you can bring as many people along with you as possible. Mm-hmm. And get those clear results. Absolutely. And that's what I think, you know, the beauty of our partnership with our leaders internally, the reason we're on this path and really tool-based is because they've said that, hey, this is a need. This is what works really well for us. This is how we do every other part of our operation. 
So give us some great tools. And I think that, man, just that teamwork and collaboration that we have between our functional teams across our organization is so critical. And so, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about, okay, what does this mean for my team or my organization? Man, think in collaborative, have a collaborative mindset because you've got experts all over your organization that understand the needs, understand where we're strong, where gaps lie and opportunities lie. And if you can collectively work on putting together a great framework and a great vision for where you and your organization are going as it relates to leadership and culture, that's where something really special happens, you know? And that's where, you know, I feel like all of this energy has come the last several weeks is because we've taken these steps in lockstep with the teams that we support and really knowing their them as individuals, their mm-hmm. business, um, and where they want to go mm-hmm. um, as individuals and as, as a business as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with that, let's get into the pragmatic side of this. I'd love to leave each of you with some high-performance leadership training that, that we hope, think will equip you mm-hmm. to, again, get better at casting vision. And so we want to share with you a, a tool called a rally cry from Patrick Lencioni and the Table Group, another great management consultant out there. So Trace, tell us a little bit more about what that Rally Cry tool is and maybe a resource for our listeners to go check out more on. Yeah, so we found it to be a really helpful tool because there's a lot of competing priorities within a team, within an organization. There's a lot of stuff we have to get done, but essentially the Rally Cry asks this question, what's most important right now? What's important now? Uh, Because a lot of things that are important, but if every single thing is important, then nothing's important, right? If everything has equal status. So the rally cry allows us to have a little bit of of clarity around what's the most important thing that as a team, we have to accomplish this one thing or this these two things right now. And if we don't accomplish this thing, you can say goodbye to the other things because we have to hit this one thing. Now, what it's done for our teams is it's really provided a level of clarity and alignment, specifically in the season we've been in, right? Like everybody with the COVID crisis, what we found is that in a horrible situation that we're dealing with uh, world wide, it has helped provide a level of clarity around what we need to focus on right now to thrive and perform in the moment. For our company in particular, it's come back strong, right? So what does come back strong mean? So we've got the rally cry there. It's pretty simple, come back strong. And then we've built out some defining objectives, what they call it, what Lencioni calls it, which are what are the three to four to five or six things, the objective definable things that we need to do to come back strong. And there's a whole lot of things that we could do, but if we don't do those five things, you know what, then you could say goodbye to any season after that because we're not gonna come out of this season with strength. So the rallying cry provides a level of clarity, first of all, that brings alignment in terms of how we need to spend our time and our attention and our energy. But it does it with passion. It does it with energy and enthusiasm. And Amber used the word the other day, conviction, right? If we can all rally around this thing, we're going to come back strong. There's there's an emotional appeal to that, which is what we talked about earlier. It's tapping into that, that limbic part of the brain that drives human behavior, that, that motivational side to capture the heart. That's how you'll get people to take ownership and to buy in and to, to dig in when things get hard, to stay gritty when things get difficult. So the rally cry is just a, a high-level thematic goal that's temporary. It's not a five-year vision, right? It's it's anywhere from two to six months. And we're going to focus on that thing now. And then once you knock that out of the park, okay, what's the next rally cry? It just provides a people, a people a level of focus over the short term that helps them clarify how we're going to spend our time and where we're going to give our attention and how we're going to spend our energy. It's a really great bite-sized way to develop vision casting as a skill. And, and that's what I love about it because 
most of us can make sense out of what the next 90 days look like way better than we can than what the next five years looks like. Yeah. So when people, you know, throw that question, so what's your five-year plan? Now, that's when everybody's just like, if, if you got something, you, you, it may be irrelevant <laughs> in the next, you know, five days, let alone five years. So what I love about it is it's it's given our leaders a chance to be able to, to take a something that looks very clear to them. Mm -hmm. And with the speed of manufacturing at which Lippert does business, I mean, it's very relevant for our teams. And things happen, change so quickly, seasonally, in any business, really. Mm -hmm. So I love the idea of kind of sizing it down, making it very attainable, and then easy to, to put language around it so that it energizes the people that you know and work with every single day. Mm -hmm. So there you have it, your uh, high-performance leadership training. Again, think through what would your rally cry be. We'll put um, a link to a podcast, a 30-minute podcast from Lencioni of them talking more about this rally cry concept to give you a little bit more structure. Um, but what's your rally cry going to be for the short term? And then what are the three to five defining objectives under that that can really support the execution of that thematic goal or that rally cry? So gentlemen, thank you so much for being with thank us you. today. Thank you. Awesome talking with you. And thank you for tuning in to the Lippert Leadership Academy podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong solely to the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lippert Components, Inc. Thanks to Eternity Bro for our theme music and to Michael Yoder and the amazing team over at Truthwork Media. Thanks for listening.